Gary, before we start, bring me my Marlboros. Hello, this is Gwyneth, and we're going to get started on your favorite show. You guessed it, Pressure Points. Now, after I take a couple drags, I expect you to whip it out just like Gary used to, and we're going to stimulate those peepees. Let's get started, babies. Yo, everybody. Welcome back. Episode 6. I'm D. I'm AJ. And our lawyer is here. Special guest appearance. God, you guys sound boring. Yeah. I per mean, usual. Yeah, that's why we hire you. That's why we have six listeners. That was probably the quietest thing. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Yeah, so ASMR over there. It's our ASMR lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth sounds. Mouth noises. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about the poor little rich girl of Joplin, Missouri. Oh, everybody knows where Joplin is. It's yeah. a big town. Me as well. It's in Missouri. Yeah, it's in Missouri. It's in Joplin. And <laughs> Wait, it little... is Joplin. Is it the... in Joplin? <laughs> it's, it's there. Missouri, Joplin, poor little rich girl, 1900. Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> southern bell. <laughs> uh, Midwestern, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Midwestern bell. Not super southern, but. Yeah. But we're going to hop right in, baby. You know it. So, the year was 1900. I think 1900. So, 1900. Gwendolyn Creekmore is birthed to, uh, well, she didn't start out as a Gwendolyn Creekmore. I sh- probably should have gotten her unadopted name. I never looked at her unadopted uh, name. I saw it. I read it, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, so, she's born, and uh, William Creekmore, yeah. Wonderful well, story. Yep, and that's the extent Fucking of my great. research. All right. Hey, yeah. well, thanks for listening. Yeah, follow, follow us, us on, on Twitter. Twitter. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> so... Born in 1900, 1901, William Creekmore comes along, and uh, he Billy. finds Gwendolyn's mom, Hallie. It may be Haley. It's H-A-L-L-I-E. I've been saying Hallie. I think it's Hallie. Yeah, we're going Hallie. We're um, going Hallie. That's the official stance. Lawyer? Yep. Lawyer? Lawyer want, yep. wants us to emphasize uh, it's- He's not saying anything, but I can see him. He's nodding. He's saying Hallie. He's saying Hallie. Oh, he's uh, saying Haley. N- nope, nope. He's saying Hallie. He's saying Hallie. He's saying Hallie. He's shaking his head now. No, he's not. Okay. All right. Well, you know him better than I do. Uh, you wrote the contracts. <laughs> so, Hallie, st- Hallie marries William when William met Hallie. And uh, 1901, William adopts beautiful Gwendolyn Creekmore. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> after being adopted, I'm thinking it was because she was, uh, she contracted an illness as an infant i didn't find out what it was i think it was a fever a fever of sorts yeah it was an infection of some sort Oof, i mean it was 1901 so you couldn't really like yeah they didn't they had no draw idea. some blood yeah. and run some tests they were like yeah just run some water over it put some neosporin on it but i'm, I'm pretty sure it was a, a fever that got so hot that it started to damage her brain jesus put a gauze dress on it it'll be <laughs> fine <laughs> just don't smoke i prescribe uh bloodletting Beware of the leeches. Yeah. Helps with dancing, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, right. So she got this illness and lost her ability to speak, and she she lost some mobility. Uh, 
So, I mean, everyone loves an adopted disabled child. Um, (laughs) And, I mean, luckily, William was in the, at at the time, the very abundant liquor business. Uh, at, he he was actually working uh, just in business overall, and later on, homeboy got into some prohibition, which is fantastic because <laughs> he was actually called the king of Oklahoma bootleggers. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, professional. Uh, unfortunately, 1934. I know I'm skipping about 34 years here. Nah, but that's fine. I mean. It was a lot of time between, but nobody really cares about his businesses. It's all that really mattered then. Um, died in 1934, but he left his $5 million estate to Hallie and Gwen. So, uh, shortly after he died, Gwendolyn got married. Because nothing, you know, consoles death in the family like marriage, apparently. Of course. Uh, short engagement, short dating. Yeah, exactly. They were Mormons, apparently. And <laughs> uh, she actually wasn't allowed to date when she was a kid. Her father, as a kid, as a teen or whatever was dating time uh, back in early 1900s, she was forbidden by her father because he didn't like the idea that um, boys would take advantage of a uh, disabled girl that probably can't cry out for help in the especially 1920s. one who may have Not an inheritance yeah. or yeah yeah very <laughs> like, true uh rich disabled white girl i should say there you go so like i said gets married uh i think a year after her father's death death within within a year after her father's death to a Wonderful man named C. B. Farnahan. Oh, he sounds rich. Yeah, he sounds. He sounds great. The problem is, uh, prior to their in their divorce, which happened in 1936, good old C. B. stole the family sedan and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simply the best, and that's why she divorced him, because he disappeared. I mean, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> now, back on back on her bullshit, Gwendolyn got married <laughs> shortly within another year after CB, and she married Cliff Polston. Ooh, that Another, sounds like a... He sounds tough. He sounds like a tough guy. He sounds like a Hollywood actor. Yeah, Cliff... Po- featuring Cliff Poston on the Ooh. mic. So, they got married. Wonderful. Happily ever after? End of the story? Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, shortly after they got married, once again, yet another divorce. I'd assume because uh, it's hard being married to someone that can't voice their concerns or move very well <laughs> <laughs> or doesn't have direct access to five million dollars yeah that is that is a good point yeah i i i feel like her mom got a lot of the had access to a lot of yeah. it and she had a lot of the power about yeah. it uh she ended up getting a divorce with this guy and the same type of thing happened she started dating another guy soon after that relationship didn't end well and then 
she started seeing the gem of the Nile, or the gem of the Mississippi River, <laughs> Lee Moxley. Ooh, sounds like a Borderlands criminal. Yeah, he he really doesn't have like she's slowly decreasing to like like he owns a car company to he probably is sponsored by a car company to he works in the shitty mechanics office in he, a car company he owns a car yeah, it's it's getting worse and worse as the names go on so it got pretty crazy one night um one day Gwendolyn didn't respond to uh, one of her friends, one of her close friends that she had plans with that night. Uh, but leading up to that, uh, her mother, Hallie, was expecting her at the hospital. Who, Lee, and Hallie, Hallie was staying at the hospital, I'm assuming, because she slightly older and struggling. And she was insistent that Lee said, I'm going to drive Gwendolyn to visit you tonight. I will drive her there and home. And Gwendolyn came and visited, but Lee wasn't there. Lee didn't show up to, to drive her home. And mother was so confused. She's like, he said he would be here. He said he would take care of it. But Gwendolyn caught a cab back to her home. And she had had plans later that night with a friend of hers. So didn't call probably because she couldn't speak. This is where I got confused because normally Gwen, I guess, would sign over the 1930s telephone <laughs> and just say... ring the rotary yeah, phone. Well, 1950, yeah. I, I'd assume she probably called, and I'm thinking she probably was able to make sounds or yeah, some type of communication. she could communicate a little bit, but it was very difficult uh, from what I was researching. So, her friend didn't get a call. Gwen doesn't show up, which is not like Gwen at all. And so her friend calls the police and says, hey, we need to find out what's going on with my friend because this isn't like her at all. Uh, And they head over to Gwen's apartment. Now, Gwen got home from the hospital via cab. And on the drive home, she asked the cab driver to stop at a pharmacy so that she could pick up what he stated to the jury was poison. He said she wanted me to stop so that she could pick up poison and I refused and said I'm taking you home. After that, you're on your own kind of thing. I'm not going to be a part of that. So already a little iffy. Yeah, yeah like, there's something something going on. Slightly askew. Uh generally on my way home from visiting most relatives, I do desire to acquire poison, but I don't make someone else take me there. Yeah, I don't ask the yeah. Uber driver to stop yeah. to, you know, go get some heroin. If I'm if I'm going to stop and pick up poison, I'll just do it on my own drive home. I won't inconvenience someone. I'd hate yeah. to do that. Plus, you have to pay extra for the cab fare. Not worth yeah. it. Yeah, and then you know, and then you have to pay yourself for the poison. Yeah, and then if there's like an investigation, then they're caught up in it. Ugh. Just a little pain. Yeah, way too much, way too much paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> so, cab driver says no. Takes her back to her apartment. What we're assuming is the last person, other than the murderer, to see her alive. <gasps> now, when her friend arrived on the murder scene with the authorities, they knock on the door and no answer. So they go inside and find 
Gwendolyn Creekmore in the living room. Now, some of her clothes had been burned off, but it was recent enough that her body was... It had it burns, and it was still smoking. Okay, so yeah. pretty recent. Very recent. Her face had been smashed in, um, and, I mean, obviously, friend horrified. Uh, not exactly what you planned for your delightful night out with the disabled girl from down the street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not what you plan, at least. So they go over the murder scene, and in the family room, they find a loaded 38 revolver next to the telephone. Now, it's the fam- it's the Creekmore family 38 revolver. Ooh. And I'm really hoping that it's gold plated because of the five million dollar state. That's the one thing that she got was in the will. <laughs> William was just like, and give Gwendolyn the gold revolver. Like it has the family crest on it. Hopefully, she puts it to good use. She didn't. There were no shots fired. It just sat on the... Yeah, uh, it was loaded, yeah, right? It was just yes, fully loaded, loaded. Fully loaded, just sitting next to the, the telephone in the living room, um, and which would be good for prank calls, honestly. <laughs> Call someone back in 1950, they have to hold that thing directly to their ear hole, and you just <laughs> pop, pop. Oh, I was thinking like, ah, help, help, and then you just fire the gun no, into the air. No, not even that. They just, just, just hello, <laughs> uh, hello, and then <laughs> pop, pop. Death. Deaf in one ear forever. That's that's it. That's the 1950 prank. The prank of the day. Now it's is your refrigerator running. Be be fucking creative and destructive. Get it together. Yeah. Fire a gun off in city limits. Duh. Desk pop me, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, for some reason, next to the telephone, unfired, completely loaded. On her bed, not the Creekmore family bed, mind you. Ah. On her bed is an old lamp cord, and it's in the middle of her bed. Uh, As far as I saw, it didn't say anything about strangle wounds on her or anything. It was just maybe she was trying to replace the cord for the terrible Creekmore family night lamp. I (laughs) I was thinking maybe tying up wrists, tying up ankles. Fancy pictures. Expensive $5 million pictures. You never know what what you might encounter with a an old lamp cable yeah i was gonna ask you about that because i also wasn't able to find anything yeah. about ligature marks or any kind of bruising or anything on the body wasn't used as a garage like yeah yeah i as far as we know as far as i know yeah but the police that handled the scene and i'll get into it were god awful <laughs> so that, that's an understatement uh old lamp cord middle of her bed the basement door, which is usually locked, was unlocked and wide open. And when they went down into the basement, they actually found a bloodied meat tenderizer on the floor. That is the weapon of choice. Yes. Nice little meat mallet. <laughs> Just beat the shit out of some meat. Uh, Human, cow, pig, whatever. Yeah. Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Uh, her... Expensive jewelry, however, completely untouched. Nobody had stolen anything. Of course. Um, terribly confusing. I, you would think if you're going to rob, not rob, but if you're going to murder that level of rich, it was five million in today's money. So I mean, which is still really high, but it wasn't like five Way million. More than I have. It wasn't five million nineteen fifties, which is like Bill Gates at the time, apparently. <laughs> 
none of it was stolen, completely undisturbed, and like I said, body had been burned. But the cause of death, the coroner revealed, was, and correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but mercurochrome. That's close enough. Mercurochrome. I don't know. Mercurochrome? Basically, chromium and mercury, in a way. Actually, that's not it. It's mercury and bromide. There you go. Uh, Now, mercurochrome, and that's just what I'm going to call it. I don't care if I'm saying it wrong. Lawyer? Yay? Nay? Mercurochrome? Mercurochrome? I'm a lawyer, not a chemist. That's fair. That's Yeah. Nah. We'll we'll accept it. You're off the hook on this one. (laughs) What do you're I pay off, you for? You're off the meat hook on this one. <laughs> Am I supposed to get paid? <laughs> Who's paying? Mm, Payroll? We don't have that department you gotta, yet. You gotta, yeah, you got to take that up with IT. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to call the director head. Yeah, uh, call your supervisor. They'll they'll set you up for direct deposit. <laughs> so, if mercurochrome is swallowed, it can cause swelling in the throat, shock, Problems with balance and coordination, personality changes, insomnia, and tremors. The thing about it is a lot of people back then used that chemical. I'm not going to say it again. I'm, I'm done saying that <laughs> You're word. finished. So they used that chemical on minor scrapes and cuts just as like a quick heal. It, oh, but of course. Yeah, totally normal. But you weren't supposed to swallow it. It was just supposed to. Yeah, it was, fuck it was like a topical, yeah, neosporin in a way. Totally ineffective. They ended up taking it off the market because it had mercury, though on just those slight topical like cuts, paper cuts. Uh, if you accidentally fired your family's thirty-eight revolver into your hand, you could put some of that on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if it's ingested, however, is when it becomes a problem. Uh, if it's ingested over a long period of time, though... Mental and nervous system changes can become permanent, which personality changes. I I don't know if there's an addictive agent to it whatsoever. And I'm also wondering if when the cab driver said she wanted to go stop, pick up poison, if when she said, I need to go get mercurochrome. With her disability. Yeah. He assumed, well, that doesn't seem okay. Mercury. Yeah. Uh. Not okay. So, I'm not victim-shaming by any means, though, prefacing what AJ is going to get into, there may have been some slight personality changes had she been ingesting this over a long period of time. During the investigation, the police officers pulled Lee Moxley, uh, her current, well, her most current boyfriend, uh... Cliff Poston, the second, number two ex-husband. Obviously, they couldn't find the first because he's still running rampant and having joy rides in the family sedan. Probably down in Mexico. <laughs> and they interviewed my favorite subject, the family yard man. Of course. <laughs> it's, always, it's always the pool boy. You yeah, know it yeah, is. It's definitely the pool the boy. The dirty pool boy. So... Lee Moxley did two polygraph tests, and he passed both. That's impossible. He continued to insist that he was at a family reunion the night of her murder. That's why he didn't pick her up 
and take her to her mother and home from her mother's place. But her mom was like, I swear, I swear he said he was going to bring her to the hospital. That's exactly what her mother sounded like. I heard a, That's that an was, audio recording. That was an audio recording. That wasn't an impression. Uh, and her mother, like I said, also terribly insistent. She said, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. She didn't say that. That's not a direct quote. But she said he was going to pick her up from the hospital at the very least. But he was too busy hooking up with those hot 1950s cousins, which incest at the time was not frowned upon. So, How? I've, so I've read. How did you know exactly what I was thinking five seconds ago? I was going to make the joke that he was hooking up with his cousin. The funny thing about these recordings is I have two different personalities and I just change my voice as I speak. I am D and AJ. I don't know if any of our listeners realize that. We, I mean, I am, but one person I share thoughts with AJ on the regular. I also use uh, different microphones. Yeah, different microphones too. I I turn back and lots forth. of leaning. <laughs> I we're sometimes gonna, we talk over each other, but this that's is normal. this is where the communism kicks in. Is it's we we it's <laughs> our it's podcast. Our podcast. So hooking up with his cousins, Lee Moxley gets called home from his sweet family reunion. His smoking hot family reunion. Our uh, lawyer, uh, he wants us to remind <laughs> you. We in no that way. he did not actually sleep with his cousins, as far as we know. There's no evidence of that that we know of. That we know of. There's no. Also, uh, we don't con- uh, we don't condone incest. Yeah, uh, it don't do incest is what our lawyer says. Yeah, as, unless they're second cousins. I feel like that second cousin. Yeah, as long as second it's genetically is a bit distant, of a stretch, <laughs> distant enough that there's no risk of uh, birth defects. Like that's fine. Aunt. Mm. I feel like that is one's it by blood or by marriage. By blood. We're gonna go by blood. Mm, I don't it's like know your about grandpa's that. sister. Still kind of the same that, thing. That's kind of. I'm not into gilfs. Stretch gilfs. I'm not into gilfs or cougars. <laughs> that's so. golf. Gilf. <laughs> oh, great aunt. I'd like to fuck. Oh, that. Yeah, that. I yeah, like this. Yeah. We're we're gonna get deep in this. Gale. Okay, we're ch- we're completely changing the episode. We're just gonna yeah, discuss. Screw Gwendolyn. <laughs> no, we're not gonna screw Gwendolyn. No, we're no, she's screw dead. a great aunt. That's necrophilia. <laughs> so what if your cousin was dead? Does it still count as incest? It's it's necrophilia incest. You're related. Yeah, but in the only problem, but because her genes aren't genetically with incest, system. is that if you sleep with your cousin, there's a higher chance of like genetic abnormality. Oh, that's the only thing so, wrong no, with no, incest, that's, AJ. That's, I said genetically. I said <laughs> genetically. That's the only thing wrong. Traditionally, We're not the talking only about thing ethics or morals. <laughs> Our lawyer would like to remind you. That uh, my thoughts rant. do this, not. The episode is going <laughs> to be named this company. The episode, by the way, and you're you're going to notice this and be terribly confused until you get to this marker and in, in time. The episode is going to be named "The Poor Little Rich Girl and Incest." I'm probably going to forget that, but yes. it'll be in the show notes. It'll be there. Yeah, I'm saying so, it's in the show notes. So it's in there. all because right, because you're not passing on messed up genetics, is it slightly better than? Incest. I'm not going to debate with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is slightly better than incest. Slightly is better. Is necrophiliac <laughs> no. incest Both better than regular incest? Both are upon. Well, yeah, but which one's worse? <laughs> Both. I feel like it's an equivalent. I feel like necrophilia is way worse. I mean, they're not using it anymore. Why are you defending either of these <laughs> Wait, positions? I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. 
<laughs> I don't like it. No, it's not allowed anymore. You got to give people the benefit of the doubt. There is no benefit of any doubts in this. So I think necrophiliac incest is slightly better because there's no chance of passing on any kind of really fucked up genetics that you have because you're sleeping with a dead cousin. Yeah, and they'll just be buried, like your genetics that you I mean, leave there I'm gonna will bury be, something. your genes that are left at the crime scene will be six feet under. You gotta make yourself So it's alright, yeah, yeah, you're taking care of it, I guess. Uh, two birds, one stone. Yeah, uh, 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 but Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn, we're talking about back Gwendolyn to, Back to the non-incest uh, uh, discussion. Ignore all that. So, when they brought him home from his smoking hot necrophiliac incest family reunion... <laughs> They walked him through the crime scene. Of course, that's what you do. Showed no emotion. Like whatsoever. He walks through and he goes, oh, well, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, what do you do? There's the family fucking dynasty on the living room table. I really wish I could have used that revolver on Gwen. Is that a quote? No, no. maybe. I don't know. He might have said it as a reunion. You never know. So... He shows literally no emotion, which a lot of investigators are like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about it. So that's why they ended up doing the second polygraph test. Great guy. Honestly, I would, if I were Gwen, if I had a disability, I would definitely date Lee Moxley. Yeah, I would date a guy who, (laughs) upon viewing my corpse, (laughs) was like, like, meh. He just goes, meh, bitch had it coming. (laughs) So. The coroner reported, after doing the autopsy, that it was impossible that she committed suicide. Now, the reason they determined that the mercurochrome, the chemical, uh, was the reason for death, or the cause of death, is because they found mass amounts of it in her mouth, stomach, and kidneys. So she was ingesting it. It wasn't just, oh, they found traces of it on her. It was in her system. Okay. In her mouth, in or around her mouth, maybe her chest, Kidneys. probably a little bit on her back, probably some on the floor. I don't know where he is. Uh, sorry, different different chemical. My bad. Um, <clears throat> and they determined after looking at the crime scene that she might have run downstairs to get away from her attacker where she was beaten and then poisoned. This is one of the ideas, though you have a lot more than I do now. And she was set on fire upstairs. That's what, Oh, but of course. Yeah, definitely set on fire uh, upstairs. The mayor, short, like a little, little while goes by. They haven't determined anything. Completely open case. Their prime suspects, including the yard man, oh, passed polygraph tests. I'm still convinced first husband. He probably zipped on in with the family sedan, popped a couple shots off with not the family revolver. And not into her body. <laughs> he he shot a couple meat mallets into the Yeah, into, into her skull. And then a couple of fireballs. Yeah, took care of, he, he took care of it. Fireball, guy, fireball. Guy knew what he was doing. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. And so Mayor determines nothing's been going on. But the complete mishandling of the crime scene, he actually demoted the chief in Joplin, Missouri, and the detective chief. Now, when they got to the crime scene, they failed to secure it. So, I mean, they didn't, like, wander around, 
look for the perpetrator. They're just like, holy shit, a dead body. Whoa. Oh, my God, a loaded gun. Oh, bloody mallet. Let's for get the press in s- here. Oh, my Lord, look at this lamp cable on her bed. Didn't look for the murderer whatsoever. And then they didn't sweep for fingerprints. They only swept for fingerprints after the crime scene had been open to the public. To the public. Yeah. They <laughs> so they're like, they, well, we don't have anything from and they, here. They made no effort to prevent trespassers from showing up to the crime scene at all. They're just like, oh my god, a dead body. Let's put go for it lunch. In a, <laughs> put it in the fucking van. That's disgusting. Get this out of here. <laughs> That's gross. Careful, it's hot. <laughs> Still smoking. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch your plate. It's hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just complete mishandling by this like joke of like I would say cartoon esque police department. <laughs> like they're all just the the guys that came and picked her body up were just like two cartoon characters carrying a fucking stretcher between the two of them. It, <laughs> they just dump her out on either side, and the police officers are like, "Well, this happens every day." Typical, typical Richard. So, yeah, uh, unsolved. Wow, no yeah. shit. Yep, they never, never came. Yeah, they never came to a conclusion on who the murderer was. I'm assuming we might actually have another episode strictly on the cool shit that her first husband got up to. I'm terribly intrigued by CB Farnahan. Really, I never looked into him, but beyond no, I didn't story. either. I'm just saying, like. He stole the family sedan from a disabled girl. This guy's got some... <laughs> he's got something. He's got some hefty balls. And he's a total fucking asshole. If you or someone you know recognize <laughs> C.B. Farnahan, give us a call. Has been harmed by a C.B. Farnahan. Let us know. We will use your story without paying you any royalties <laughs> because we're not making any money. We will, yeah. We won't give you credit. <laughs> oh, definitely not. We'll say it happened to a friend of ours. Yeah. Someone I know. Yeah. That yeah, is the extent, so. man. Gwendolyn Creekmore, the unsolved Joplin murder mystery. So when we were talking about putting together this episode, we wanted to kind of split it up a little bit so you got a general idea of the case. Then I decided to spiral down the rabbit hole from the uh, previous episode on Soviet uh, Oh, by Soviet the way. AJ stands for Alex Jones in this episode. Oh, God. (laughs) I should have done more, but I got really, really sidetracked because I found a bunch of the original, like, newspaper articles on this lady. So those were super fun to read. So I've got a couple ideas. One thing I did find in one of the newspaper articles was that the official cause of death was the poisoning and that the bludgeoning happened after she was poisoned. Not after she died, but after she was poisoned. Like posthumous bludgeoning? Potentially. Like, one idea is she was poisoned over a long period of time. Then she was attacked, went down to the basement, got bludgeoned, dragged up, and then burned. Mm-hmm. Another theory is she was poisoned right then, all at once, which uh, could be a potential, but it's more likely that it was over a long period of time. Then she died, and then she was bludgeoned to make it look like a murder. Do you know the X-Files theme? <laughs> we need a soundboard. Yeah, we, we really do. That'll be, this is how that'll it's be our season two main purchase will be the soundboard. Yes, definitely. So one of my first theories was she's been disabled for years. She 
Her only father that she's known is dead. She's living with her sick and dying mother. She's got Mind you, she's coping with that death through finding other men. Exactly. So shit's going on. So my first theory, first thing that kind of came into mind, don't know if I believe it, is was this assisted suicide? Did she try to go through with it and take this poison but couldn't couldn't finish the deed or you know maybe was freaking out a lot of people when they because she couldn't say the safe word exactly there was no safe word (laughs) the safe word was safe word but she forgot (laughs) because of her her lack of speech and the impediment she couldn't say safe word yeah so unfortunately thanks a lot lee bad choice of safe word yeah so assisted suicide maybe she took the mercury poison then panicked, tried to back out of it. Somebody assisted her. That one would make sense. If, let's say, she took the poison expecting she just passed to, out. to pass out, or she took it, was expecting to use the lamp cord and hang herself. Potentially. The, the one use of the lamp cord we can see, other than it being a kink, and they just left it out on top by accident. <laughs> During their one final run the night before. We can call that it a one, dry run. Dry run. <laughs> the, the test run. Uh, that I mean, that one would coincide. If she set it up that, hey, if I'm poisoned enough that I'm willing to go through with it, it does cause, like, like we discussed, the mental changes that she would have the, I don't want to say guts, uh, because that is a terrible term when talking about <laughs> someone killing themselves, but it would give her more courage to do it, um, get over her nerves of hanging herself with the lamp cable. Potentially. Or she left the the gun in there in case she backed out. That one's more instantaneous. Exactly. There, there are a lot of ways that Potential. you could kind of frame this assisted suicide. Let's say it was Honestly, we need to, Lee. We need to go apply for jobs at in Missouri. Joplin. Yeah, yeah, Joplin, Missouri. We could be we the chief. Be, yeah, we're already chief and director. Or well, I lost it. Uh, chief and detective chief. That is true. Of this dibs podcast. on being chief. Uh, dibs on detective chief. Less responsibilities, less admin. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the field. You have to do paperwork, bitch. <laughs> All right. So another thing, you know, the mental changes that go about from the poison. Maybe she started to kind of get really out of it and either attack the person who was helping her or was trying to escape. And that person was wanting to complete the task that they were given. So then they were like, well, this bitch is going crazy in the basement. Let's grab the meat tenderizer and just finish her off. Yeah, I, that was that was one that I had thought about. After going over all this, I was like, you know, there, there's a chance that because, I mean, if she had been taking the the poison over a certain amount of time, she's gone through mental changes. Lee is like, what the fuck is going on with her? And she continues taking it, continues. He gets fed up and goes after her and she realizes, I mean, leading up to that, she knew that Lee was, he was sick of it. He had backed out of taking her to her mother's, which... I mean, if that was out of the ordinary, which to her mom, that seemed like it was the case. Uh, he backs out of taking her to and from her mom's place. Gwendolyn notices those changes and 
is I'm I don't know about this. She decides, hey, I think he might do something tonight. If I poison myself, I can beat him to it. And she basically just trips out and he goes buck wild. So well, that that moves on to the next theory, mm-hmm. which is she was taking this over a long period of time. Who knows why? Maybe it was a suicide thing. Maybe it was just something that she was doing. You know, we don't know if she was taking it over a long period of time or why she would take it over a long period of time. But potentially she's going crazy, having mental changes, having nervous system issues. Lee Moxley comes over to apologize for not dropping her off and ha- making her get a taxi and doing all these things. And she's pissed at him because, you know, this is unlike him and supposed to be a real nice guy. She attacks him, potentially. And he with a meat mallet. yeets her with a meat mallet <laughs> in the basement. She and then he the panics. Uh, panic happens a lot in non-premeditated crimes. How do you know? Will, uh, not personal experience. My lawyer would like to remind everybody <laughs> that I've never been convicted for any type of crime. <laughs> I've never been convicted, <laughs> specifically. So, what are you going to do to get rid of the evidence? You're going to burn the clothing, you know, get rid of any potential defensive wounds or any of your hair or anything like that that could have gotten on her from a scuffle, and even blood or something like that. Soon. You see the police rolling up with her friend, and you've got to get the hell out of there. That's why it yeah. wasn't totally burned. Probably plan on burning down the whole house. Potentially. potentially. We don't know. Also, with the loaded revolver, maybe she was planning to confront him. Maybe she did confront him Ooh. with the revolver, and he was able to talk her down, and it just devolved from there. Another really important detail of this case is that there were no signs of forced entry anywhere on the house. Ah, that's right. I forgot to go over that. No signs of forced entry at all. So... The idea is it was somebody they knew or somebody who had access to the house. True. Which, you know, that's basically the only people that they knew as far as I've been able to find. It is horrifically difficult to find details of these people's lives now. I, I also they feel didn't have like Wikipedia back because then. of the garbage police officers, they didn't oh. document really anything. Yeah. Now, did you read anything on the conspiracy that had to do with prohibition? Yes, I did. And okay. I'll get to that. All right. Got a couple more quicker ones. Yeah, you're good to get out of the way first. But that one's that one is that intriguing. one's in, very intriguing. I, I graced over that one, and I was our lawyer is going to enjoy this conspiracy theory. He's also our conspiracy expert. Yes, uh, actually, two different guys, by the way, two completely different. They're people. in the same body, but it's they just sound people. really similar by chance. Yeah, and very quiet because they don't have a microphone. But not in the corner of the room. Definitely not sitting behind me, breathing down my neck, <laughs> to make sure we stay on here. all right so the next one this one thought up completely on my own absolutely no evidence to support it (laughs) i even went and busted my ass to try to find any details on her mother Mm -hmm. but we all i was able to find was uh, about five years after gwendolyn died her mother died so my my idea is we in in these cases when there's money and inheritance involved you should always try to follow the money who gains to make money if Gwendolyn dies? Mom. Gwendolyn didn't have a husband anymore. They don't get any of the money. She were they on and on again, off again, or was he her ex boyfriend? Uh, yeah, Lee. Lee was they... her Lee was her boyfriend at the okay, time. Okay, currently dating boyfriend. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Some of the newspaper articles were 
crappy, obviously, because well, the investigation it, was terrible. Yeah. Well, I'd also imagine when they wrote the article, it was 100% her ex-boyfriend. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's true. So. <laughs> unless, unless that is he supports slight incest necrophilia like AJ. Uh, uh, <laughs> In which case, I, they were probably still dating. I think you probably... Uh, I do not support that. My lawyer would like to... Make sure that I say that I do not support necrophilia incest or necrophilia incest. Necrophilia incest. That's not what you said under oath. (laughs) What oath? (laughs) So this one is the mother's sick, failing health, maybe wants to live out the the rest of her golden years, spending as much money as possible. (laughs) So maybe the mother was slowly poisoning Gwendolyn over time with the poison. And it wasn't happening fast enough. And Gwendolyn was buying it. That's why Gwendolyn was like, hey, Cab, stop Ignore that part. Stop at the pharmacy. I need to buy poison my mom is giving me. But she had valid reasons for wanting that material, that poison, because it could be used for cuts and scrapes. And someone that's mobily. It was used for um, certain therapies that are completely unfounded nowadays, like as hocus pocus. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Back in the day, you could use it for different treatments okay. on your joints and things like that. Um, and it had some household applications that I might get into a little bit later. So she could potentially just have needed the mercurium, whatever. Mercurochrome. Mercurochrome. And then the because of her speech impediment and a lack of communication, the taxi driver said, oh, mercury, she's trying to yeah. get poison. Something like that. So ruled that out. She's been poisoned over time by her mother. She's not dying fast enough. Her mother is in the hospital. Mother makes a call to her ex-husband's associates and gets a hit put out on Gwendolyn. Or, you know, just hire somebody on the street to murder her because there's no signs of forced entry. She could have definitely given a key out or specifically left a window unlocked or something like that. Hmm. So the idea is her mother killed her. The poison wasn't working fast enough, and she just wanted to get done. She had a good alibi of being in the hospital, hire some amateur on the street to kill her. She's already going crazy, might be paranoid from the poison, which is why a loaded gun would be out. But because she's having these mental, this mental degradation, she doesn't actually use the pistol. She gets tied up with the lamppost, or uh, the person attempts to tie her up with a lamp cord. Isn't successful. She flees to the basement. He bludgeons her, brings her upstairs to burn the body. I feel like you know this a little too well. And it's a decent. It's a decent theory, right? Like that's that's not the worst theory that <laughs> I have. It's really not terrible, and it. I've, it's a. It's a good theory. It also supports that the wife always kills the family. I mean, every it's, time. Statistically. <laughs> every it's, time. It's a good chance. Not every time, but. Every William time. may have died via diabetes, but it was probably because of Hallie. Yeah, putting sugar in his unsweetened tea. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> so, next up, okay. you kind of mentioned it. Maybe Ooh, it was one of the ex-husbands. This one's good. Maybe, no, nah, not that one. Oh, that, that's the it. that's the cherry on top. Yeah, this is the this is the final one. So, well, this one isn't. But n- yeah, that that, the one we we're alluding to. So this one, ex-husband ex-boyfriend or things like that maybe they're trying to go out for some revenge they figured oh i'll marry this bitch 
She'll die in a couple of years because she's disabled. <laughs> I'll get $5 million. Like, win-win. And then I'll go marry some bimbo that I've been cheating on her Typical with. Typical Cliff Polston. He was probably going to use it to, like, fund his acting campaign. Is that a campaign? His acting career. Career. Campaign. No, no. I will be acting. <laughs> Not as president, yeah. just in movies. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, another really quick one. Maybe it was just a random act of violence. Some random dude decided to poison her, beat her, burn her. Yeah, but that was more 1970s. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely thinking probably not because there was no forced entry. Yeah. There was a loaded gun in the room. I definitely get the feeling that it was someone that she knew. Yeah, I Someone agree. that she would be able to communicate with. I feel like it would have been more of a struggle as well. More than just an open basement door. Yeah, there there would have been. She didn't know and trust. I mean, at this point, we don't know because of the police work. We don't know if there were defensive wounds. Yeah, definitely. I'm thinking Lee, but maybe. Definite Lee. (laughs) The sigh of exhaustion from the dad joke. The other half of the room hated it. The other half of the closet. The uh, hot box. The closet production hot box. (laughs) All right. So. The last one, the one that D is just so excited. Oh, God, I'm so He's wet over it. popping it's a so boner good. on this theory. Because it, it is may really or may not be adjusting my mic. With That's one how, hand. That, yeah. <laughs> Hands free, baby. <laughs> so it's... Her father was the, you know, the alcohol king of Oklahoma bootlegging or whatever. Thank you. King of Oklahoma bootleggers. Yeah, that's what I said. Get it. Get his so, fucking title right. Even after prohibition, in certain parts, certain counties in the east were dry counties as well. So the much like Utah's uh, campuses. <laughs> so the uh, gotta remember. So her father was it was a William. Yep, William Creekmore. Her, her stepfather. So he actually bought a very large brewing company in Joplin, Missouri. And he funneled a lot of his product into smuggling into Oklahoma, into mm-hmm. dry counties, and during the Prohibition. Yes. He was definitely a bootlegger. So a little little background on the mercurium. Mercurochrome. Mercurochrome. I keep saying mercurochrome. Mercurochrome. Mercurium. Mercurochrome. Yeah, it's the... Basically, they would use it in the production of top hats. Uh, you know, uh, what's that? Story Mad with Hatter. the lady who... Uh, Alice in Wonderland. There you go. The Alice in Wonderland <laughs> lady. I need to drink less. I don't even feel more. it, but it's destroying my brain. Mas, por favor. I probably need more. That's true. Yeah. So You're not on your game because you're not buzzed. Exactly. So <laughs> Our lawyers want us to emphasize that we are not alcoholics yet. We haven't gotten far enough into this podcast. Uh, not venture. officially. I'm not, not officially. out about it. Yeah, I haven't admitted my problem quite yet. Exactly. So, in Alice in Wonderland, there's the Mad Hatter. Crazy dude wears a top hat. That comes from an actual affliction called being a Mad Hatter. If you... You would be a Hatter because you're making top hats. You'd use this poison a lot in the production of these hats, making them stand real tall and phallic (laughs) and stiff. Nothing says big big dick energy like a big old tall top hat. Exactly. So... They would be, you know, crafting these hats. They would 
ingest this poison slowly over time, they would slowly degrade and go fucking insane. There's some really cool images out there if you Google um, Mad Hatter we'll, vintage we'll have, photos. We'll put like one or two in the show notes links. They're really, they're really crazy. Like that, they were not far off with the character of the Mad Hatter. So they were all Irish looking. <laughs> well, they all uh, threw a phone at some woman. And they spoke with bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or at least alluded to the idea that they did. So that was a, a brief aside to give you a little background on this next theory. There was a hattery nearby in Joplin, Missouri, I believe, mm-hmm. where the front of it was a bar. And it was a speakeasy during the um, during the prohibition. The top of it and the back of it was a hattery, so they had tons of access to this type of poison. Also interesting to note, William used that speakeasy and the people who worked there to smuggle alcohol into Oklahoma. So they had some <laughs> connection to this family. Another interesting note is that it, it just so happens that the evening after the body was discovered, the hattery went up in flames. <laughs> Weird. I didn't read that far. What a coincidence. Interesting. It just went up in flames and everything was just destroyed in there. I My money is on the police accidentally burned it down. <laughs> At this point, probably. Somehow, the job of police drove to Oklahoma, set this fucking hattery <laughs> ablaze. And they're like... Oh, shit, we forgot to take fingerprints. Oh, no. And then they got back and it was completely compromised. Yeah. That's where my money <laughs> Definitely. is. Definitely. 10 out of 10. <laughs> this is a goddamn popo. Compelling and rich. <laughs> so, he had a lot, the father had a lot of associates who knew a lot about how much money he was making. He made a lot of money off them. They were caught up in a lot of illegal, illegal things. So, one of, the, one of the theories out there is that one of these people from the bar and the hattery poisoned her for what could be the potential of a couple different reasons. One, she could have known about the business dealings after he passed away and may have been blackmailing them for Ooh. money or things like that, and they got fed up with it. Interesting. I did. That's a good I like one. this. I like yeah. that one. It's like I said, I didn't read a lot into it because I knew that the conspiracies were your thing. Or, or sorry, the uh, uh, potential theories the potential discovery of the final ruling of the death very amiable of you thank you sorry amendable amendable (laughs) (laughs) so that's a pretty it's a pretty compelling theory there are a couple other ones like uh basically she got caught up in the business dealings they may have continued the business dealings after his death to continue supporting their very lavish lifestyle that they were support or that they were um, used to. They may have thought whoever committed the crime may have thought, oh, the mother's old, she's in the hospital, she's probably going to die. Let's just knock off the daughter. Then we don't have to worry about it. We're not going to get caught. And we get to keep our cut or their cut of the money. Win-win, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Win-win, win. Win-win, win, win. There are only win. three. Don't be ridiculous. Potentially. Yeah, so I I like the extortion idea that either the mother or Gwendolyn was extorting these people, saying, oh, I know you guys, we have evidence that you guys were bootlegging, we're going to turn you in if you don't 
pay us. But that sweet little disabled girl in Joplin, Missouri would never do something of the sort. I mean, maybe your mother was a bitch. dare you? Hallie was a saint in a hospital. I couldn't find anything about Hallie except her gravestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I it's, couldn't find It's anything. odd to me how just terribly vague this entire case is. And I just... It, almost too like vague. it was on purpose. Like almost like oh maybe a chief God. or detective chief were in on the bootlegging and getting a cut and... The Creekmores who were alive knew about it and were getting ready to either blow the lid on the story or getting a cut to keep their names safe. A lot of people during the Prohibition had, they would pay the police officers protection money, essentially like the mob, and they would not get caught. They would get, they would know about the raids days before they happened. Ladies and gentlemen, paid off the cops. We got them. (laughs) Bring them in, boys. They're probably all dead. But, I mean, that that does line up with the idea that that's why the crime scene was so poorly handled. Yeah. They could have even hired the uh, the ex-boyfriend to—or ex-boyfriend after, I guess. They could have hired Lee Moxley to murder her, knowing that they would compromise the scene and they would make sure he passed yeah. the polygraph And test. it gives them a direct access into the home. Exactly. Mind you— all of these total theories, completely unsolved. Obviously, no one was able to figure it out. But they didn't have the internet back then. so, And the internet doesn't lie. They didn't have real So in. if you were to take anything away from this from this episode, it's that everything you find on the internet is 100% true, true actually. Yes. yeah, Especially yes. anything on, I'm not going to say because I don't want to endorse it, but his initials are AJ, and I may have said his name <laughs> earlier on this uh, episode, but that guy's always right, trust me. Oh, always, even when he He's gets banned from Twitter. He's the smartest man I've ever met in my life. Very smart people. They're putting chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay! He's, he's a smart man. Very, very intelligent. Many, many oh. smart things said by him. Damn it, I shouldn't have yelled. Now I'm yeah. going to have to equalize it more. That's going to be super loud. Done to yourself. All right, well, that is our incest and Gwendolyn Creek more discussion. So, what do you think happened? Yeah, by all means, uh, let us know. To Gwendolyn. Yeah. Slide right into our DMs on Twitter. I bet you won't. Points, oh pressure. Uh, hit us up on our website. And we look forward to hearing back from you. Like we said, happy to hear your feedback. Let us know if you have any weird and unusual interesting shit you would would like to hear us talk about and yeah thanks for tuning in i bet you won't i bet they won't bet you won't follow us I dare bet, you uh, yeah i bet you won't I double double dog dare you <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys <laughs>